Whose fault is it that we haven't recorded? One, two, three, not it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. We made a conscious decision. Well, kind of-ish. Here's the thing. It's neither. We're both just insanely busy. Yeah. What we didn't do was make a conscious decision to come into the studio and tell people, hey, we're going to take we're some time take off. Break. We just didn't do another episode. For yeah. Well, I think what we were really surprised by is just the overwhelming support and uh, amount of listeners we received in the first season. It was just yeah. incredible. And, you know, it takes a lot of time to put together a podcast. You do a lot of editing just to get it out to produce it. Um and, you know, like everything else, there's a natural lull, and the summer did provide that. But, you know, it's time to get back in the second season and coming back. Time-ish. <laughs> this is a special episode we're going to do today because there's sure. some news, some big news. And it's on something that we've talked about before, and we're going to get into that. But then we're going to, like, officially start a second season coming up. Um, if we want to say, like, I guess maybe the beginning of October. Let's, get, let's leave everybody guessing. Okay. No, mm. definitely September. <sighs> yeah, I think October. I think beginning of October. Okay. I can guarantee you it'll be by December. <laughs> Weird That's so what I know. Non-committed. This is. Sing it. <laughs> <laughs> what would it even sound like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what our theme song sounds like anymore. I forgot what you looked like. Uh, this is like, me. I saw Sorry. you. I walked in. I was like, who's that guy? This wow. is me. People keep saying, what's Heather up to? I'm like, I have no idea. Every now and then I'll see people that I know are friends with you. And they're like, maybe at a pool. I'm like, is that Heather's pool? Are they? Where is that? What's going on? I don't know. I've never seen your pool. <laughs> you should come by. Okay. Progressive South, I'm Will Lockamy. I'm Heather Milam. We're welcoming into the studio for a very special uh, episode the Democratic candidate for Alabama's U.S. Congressional District 2 last year in the midterm election. And I uh, also have to point this out, the leading female Democratic candidate fundraiser in 2018 for candidates across the state, which is a huge thing for uh Miss Tabitha Eisner, and she's also now the candidate for the chair of the Alabama Democratic Party, which we're discussing today. Welcome. Thank you so much. Good to be here. <laughs> that's a lot. I was going to say, it's, that's many things. <laughs> that is many that things. is a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> You're busy. That is true. I am also the executive director of a nonprofit agency in my spare time. Sure. And a mom. And a mom. And a pastor's wife. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that is, that is, that is too much, Tabitha. I am, I'm working on getting down to smaller amounts of sleep, but I've hit a wall uh, at six hours. I really can't get any less than six hours. Here's That's the thing. Like. Yeah, I've, I get less than six now, and it's a problem. It's uh, a problem. It's, it's a real problem. I start saying things in public that are not okay. Yeah, and when I do it, it's into a microphone, right. and it's a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can't be a public figure. No. Good thing on a podcast, we can hours. edit that out. Yeah. We can edit that out. That, that is a good point. Okay, so there's news, right? And we're kind of recording this before the news is finished with it. But uh, here's what happened the other day. Tell me if I'm correct. The Democratic National Committee basically brought up like, hey, we should vote to see if we're going to revoke the credentials of the two people in charge of the Alabama Democratic Party, correct? Right, okay. right. And that so, vote's going to happen the day after we record this. So there are kind of a couple of options, but whatever. We're still going to hit the big stuff. Highly likely it will pass. Highly likely it will pass. Good. So let's talk about it as if that's the case. And then we'll go in and do some fun editing if it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> uh, so look, let's say, as we assume that the DNC will vote to revoke the credentials, right, here in the state. What's going to happen? Where where are we then? 
because then we will not have leadership because uh, Tabitha, you're running uh, for the leadership, but that's not going to, that election's not happening next week, right? So what's going to happen? And that <laughs> is the, that is the million dollar question. existential question <laughs> that I, a lot of people are trying to figure out the answer to that question. Um, because frankly, this has not happened before ever in the history of the United States. Because it's going to be an election year, like as far soon. As we, I mean, right now, right, yeah. it technically already is. Well, We're look, already. No, and we talked about this too before we even started recording. There are candidates running for office for in 2020, and they will start qualifying with their parties in September. We're less than a month away. And that's important because we've talked about this on the show in previous episodes. Um, as a candidate, you must qualify with the party that you're and let's say, too, this drove me nuts. People kept asking me when I was first starting out running, like, have you qualified? Yeah. And I thought to myself, I think I'm qualified. To what does that mean? <laughs> Same. Happened to me, too. Yeah. And I had no idea, honestly. Know, Will, do you know what it means? I did not know how the process worked. I would assume qualifying. it's that whole going down to Montgomery and putting your name on the thing and yes. paying, paying your 25 bucks, whatever it is. Oh, it's more than oh, 25. $3,500. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I would assume that's what it means to qualify, yes. right? But I, I, I honestly did not know. I've been very involved in democratic politics in a lot of states, but not that part of it. Mm -hmm. And so I missed, I missed that. And I think a lot of people don't realize. But there is this process when you have to go pay a fee and turn in a notarized form to the state party office in order to get on the ballot for that party. You do. And it has your fee is based on the salary you'll receive for the role that you are seeking the okay that you're the, the the office you're seeking. So without the president, vice president of the party, I mean, there will still be some body work in there, right? I mean, people will still be able to sign up and run as a Democrat. I would assume. Yeah. Cue the meme of the big flashing eyes. Like <laughs> we don't know. Do will there? Who will take the money? If How the, will it work? So, but you have to assume, and I don't know. Uh, but the DNC, if they're going to come in and do this, which I think we're all kind of glad that someone's finally taking a stand. Um, no, we're very glad that they Okay, are. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but surely they will be like, okay, and in the meantime, we're going to put this person in as an interim. The credentials committee could only say, we recommend these credentials be revoked. They're the credentials committee. They are not the put in place a temporary chair committee. They can revoke credentials. They cannot do anything more than that. So what's not clear is who can. And the reason it's not clear is because we've never had this before. Anytime in the past, as far as I know, that a party has failed to comply, the DNC has said, here's what you need to do. And on here's the timeline. And the party has complied. And didn't they kind of do that? And that we did not, our party did not? We did not Correct. comply. Yeah, we did not correct. comply. In fact, in February, uh, the DNC said you must have new elections for the chair and vice chair positions in 90 days. And also in those 90 days, you're supposed to rewrite the bylaws to be more inclusive to minority groups. Um, so why didn't that election happen? Because you were running. I heard about it. Because the bylaws have to happen first. Oh, okay. That Well, okay. So the party line... 
pun totally intended, (laughs) the party line is that we couldn't have those elections because we haven't gotten bylaws approved. And the bylaws have to first be approved by the Rules and Bylaws Committee of the Democratic National Convention. And then they can be approved by the State Democratic Executive Committee of Alabama. So until those things happen, we can't have a new election. So that was Nancy's argument to the committee yesterday was, I've done everything I can, but I just couldn't get it passed. And again, Nancy is Nancy Worley, the current chair of the Democratic Party. Yeah. So look, since we're pre-recording this, uh, and maybe by the time it comes out in a few days, they will have come out with a plan for an interim. (laughs) We should say like, yeah, so here's the deal. In the meantime, uh, there's going to be an interim. It's going to be. Right. See, there's a blank there, and I then I'll that. put in. I'll put in. I'll, just, I'll come back that. in and be That's like brilliant. Tabitha Eisner. <laughs> yeah. Highly unlikely. Mm-hmm. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. I I have I fail to be surprised anymore in this day and age in our politics, but um, especially in Alabama. Um, so, so all right, let's, can uh, we have? Can we say just for a minute yeah. how completely hilarious <laughs> the I meeting was? I know where you're going with this. Tell me what. This is. This is Fantastic. How com- it's not fantastic. It's just completely ridiculous. So insane. So um, <laughs> Nancy Nancy Worley brought with her, the Alabama Democratic Party leadership brought with them a lawyer um, from Bobby Siegel's office uh, to make their argument. And uh, he made their argument, which was basically, we couldn't hold the election because y'all were being so difficult about approving our bylaws. <laughs> Right. Which is like not a terrible argument to make. Sure. Like push it off and act like you've done your best. That's a good solid argument. It's a good solid defense. <laughs> but Nancy Worley couldn't resist. She had to also chime in. And so her speech just spiraled out of control into all sorts of crazy things, of which I will not share all of them, but I just have to share with you Please do. one fantastic quote. So just get your boots on, because you're going to need a whole lot of water sprayed on you. Not from those water hoses that we saw in Alabama back oh, no. in the 60s, yeah, but it's because it. you're going to be burning in hell for taking away people's voting rights. I that- did. I did read one quote about the extra hot circle in hell thing. Yes, and then there was additional comments about... I mean, she didn't leave it at that. There was expounding on the concept. This is the woman who sent a Christmas card out on behalf of the Democratic Party and spoke about an experience on the, quote, commode. What? About about how many hours she spent stuck on the commode. Yes. What? And in the same letter, it also talked about when she fell outside her home and spent several hours laying on the sidewalk in front of her home waiting for her husband to come home. Oh, Nancy. That was the entire first paragraph of that particular newsletter. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. That is a tragic story. Yeah, I almost hate and to make fun because this no, sounds like a person... Fun. No, don't make fun. Here's the deal, though. It's inappropriate. Your job as a public figure is to present yourself in a good light and not give other people fodder I would argue it's more than that, though, Tabitha. I would say that it's more about no. when you are in a role such as the chair of a Democratic Party for the state of Alabama, and things clearly are not going right for our party, regardless, your job is not to create fodder or to create some personal narrative. Your job 
is bigger than you. You are serving the, your, your constituents of Alabama, your Democratic constituents of Alabama, who need strong leadership. So it's And that not, plays right into what Tabitha was saying as well. I yeah. Mean, because, so that's why you have to act that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I, well, sure. And I think that we're playing the same thing. But I, I agreed. I mean, it's not that hard. Just do your job. And sharing those anecdotes are not your job. <laughs> she is. Um, I don't know Nancy at all. Is she a, a hoot? Like, is she a fun? This sounds like she's a very quirky, which is not what we need in leadership. She was a I, former Secretary of State of Alabama. Holy moly. Holy moly. <laughs> the look on your face is bad. I'm so sorry this is radio, because y'all, you should have seen his face. I wish we had the video recording today for this particular recording. No. Your facial expressions in this, I don't... I'm blown away. Honest to God, I have never seen Will's face... Contort in the way that he has in this particular recording of an episode. Reading the article earlier and hearing some of the quotes about the hell and all that stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, that's wild. I didn't know it went so much further that she always says crazy stuff like this. I had no idea. But also, like, you know what I mean? It it could be that she's just like a real hoot and fun to hang out with, but shouldn't be in power. Is that it? Or is she, or is she, uh, uh, I don't know her. I don't want to say. I don't know okay. her. I, I don't know her either. Oh, okay. when I, I mean, when I ran for office, I don't know what your experience was, but when I was running for office, I I went and met with them before, met with her before I ran, and she uh, made me sit for an hour waiting oh, no, for I her appointment, oh. and then um, it was a chaotic 45-minute long conversation in which she neither encouraged me nor told me not to run. But it was very confusing, and that is literally the only time I've talked to her, because once I was in the race, she never returned my phone call or my staff's phone call ever again. And I found that amazing. I I just raised $500,000 to run a congressional race. I am debatably, at the time, I was debatably the leading congressional candidate in Alabama, and she would not speak to me or my staff. I found that so baffling. It's baffling. Well, Everything about it's baffling. <laughs> Which is why I come back to I, I would go crazy if I focused on the negative because there's too much of it right now. Yeah. And I and I think that what we have in front of us, literally sitting in front of us, Will, is a real human being that can take on the challenges and the position of where we are today, right? It can't get much worse. We really have nowhere to go but up. And as we develop this network, and Will, you talked about this earlier, about how much hope and excitement we all had last year. And it was devastating. The day after the election, the night of the election, you had a beautiful concession speech, by the way. But if, if no one has seen it, you should go Google that. It's, it's, we should actually post it when we post this uh, episode on our social media platforms. But it was devastating for all of us. And there was a moment, I think, for many of us that just thought, really? I mean, because Democratic candidates worked exponentially more than GOP candidates. And this is what a good party system will do. The GOP candidates did zero campaigning, none. Tabitha, your opponent, um, current Representative Martha Roby, 
who will not be seeking re-election. But hopefully will be coming on the show. Go ahead. <laughs> sure, sure. Hold your breath. Hold your breath on that one. <laughs> um, Refused to do interviews. which And you had asked her many times, like, let's have this conversation, let's have this debate, and refused to have the debate. And she wasn't the anomaly. That was what every GOP candidate did across the state. But do you know who was campaigning? The GOP party. And they are organized and they are committed to their messaging and it works. Again, if you have a state like ours where the GOP has controlled everything, and I do mean everything, supermajority in Montgomery, and we are still at the bottom of every metric that can be measured, what I, I am speechless as to how we don't have some semblance of a Democratic Party that just sort of pulls at a string and it just explodes blue. I mean, it's a that's a terrible metaphor, but that's. But my point is, I do believe that Alabama is a purple state. It's just we have literally no support, no money, and it does take money in our politics. We have developed a system, thank you, Citizens United, that does require money be pumped into campaigns. And so it's going to take effort, and it's going to take a vision, and it's also going to take money. And you're a pr- and not that this is an endorsement, and that's not what I'm intending to do, but you're a proven fundraiser. You're a proven candidate, and you've proven exactly what your vision is for a stronger and better Alabama. And I just, again, I I, I think we're missing that bullhorn, which belongs to the party. And, you know, if I'm going to do kudos, kudos to the GOP. They've managed to just sort of take take that sort of, you know, little flame and run with it and convinced Alabamians that everything is great when we are last in everything. Well, and... I think they have not convinced Alabamians that everything is great, but they have convinced Alabamians that being a Republican is righteous and being a Democrat is immoral. You ran into that a lot during your campaign. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me is the, we have, that is the fact we must overcome. If we can't fix that problem, we are doomed because... Of course you don't want your life to be bad. Of course you don't want to live in poverty. Of course you don't want to be unemployed. But when you are already unemployed, living in poverty, etc., what you have left is your righteousness. And so people cling to that and want to be good people. I mean, it's as simple as good and evil. And the Republican Party in Alabama has been successful in convincing people that good is Republican and evil is Democrat. And dear God, we have to fight against that. And I found that baffling. And it has to be at the top of our priority lists to change that perception. So the election didn't happen that you're running for chair. Is it going to happen now? We still don't know or we hope at some point that's actually going to happen. Are you still running? I am still running and the election will happen. When is a good question. But uh, I think it has to happen before qualifying closes because there will come a moment when the Alabama Democratic Party turns in their forms to the Secretary of State, John Merrill. Thank you for you mentioning know. his name. <laughs> Who you know, Heather. Pardon me while I get off the mic for a minute. <laughs> the signs are still all over the interstate. Uh, they're nailed to trees. And by the I way, that's, that's, that's against photo. Well, whatever. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. actually not. It's illegal against. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he's a peach. 
and will definitely be fair (laughs) about all of this. So given that we know that this man is free. Right, because he cares so much about the Secretary of State role that he literally just won. um, And he's just like, no, I don't want that anymore. Yeah, he doesn't care about that. He is predisposed to be hard on us Democrats. Shocking. We need to know that. It is a partisan oh. job that he got. Listen, so, have I shared with you my own experience with that? Oh, can we can we swap John Merrill stories? Oh <laughs> we need to do a full episode on this, by the way. <laughs> also, because I'm mad because he evoked the name of Andy Griffith while trying to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. to basically... Oh, my gosh. You guys should do a whole episode on Jer- John Merrill no, and the crazy not, things please. that he no. just please. said. No. Please. No. Please. When he becomes the... No, gross. Please. No. No. And it, he's... That's, many attention. That's his whole point. That's all he cares about is attention and power. I mean, there's been nothing that has, there's just so ridiculous. So um, he, <laughs> he, I, my financial director, uh, he was so amazing, um, did not, we did our final filing at the end of my campaign. You've already asked me not to play this on the I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to edit this yeah. out. No, you're not. Oh, I can yeah, play it this time? It yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, he, <laughs> so we didn't hit send. So the whole form was filled out on the state side, and we just didn't hit the button because he was trying to, he was waiting for me to uh, clarify something, and then he, he's a full-time accountant. He's very busy, whatever. So we didn't hit send for the state to, like, my final filing that was due, I think, at the end of January. I get, before I get a notice from the state that I have filed late, which isn't illegal. You just pay a, you pay a fee and you move on. Um, Yellowhammer News, and I use news in quotes, <laughs> had mm-hmm. already written a whole article on me, just like blasphemy. She claims this and she claims that. And I thought, I'm the candidate who filed late. I don't even know before they know. I, I, I think maybe some message was sent to this GOP you know, PR outlet. See, this is why we need a full episode on him. And again, my main thing is like this thing recently of him coming out. It's a race to the bottom. Like who can be the worst person, right? Because Roy Moore obviously did a really great job. Are we really (laughs) going on this tangent? (laughs) I just... Why are we talking about John Merrill again? Uh, (laughs) But the whole thing, like he just tried to like, you know, degrade the LBGTQ community and he used Andy Griffith in that explanation. That was so weird. I was so mad about it. That was weird. Don't take my Ange. Didn't, don't take him. And also, by the way, there wasn't a single person married on that show. Everyone was single and everyone Uh, was just. And they were all just doing it. Yeah. Sure. Just forget it. (laughs) I don't get it. That was a terrible. Uh, I can't. Yeah. So anyway. your example, give me an example. What we your- we just digress so hard. Sure we no, did. No, I'm not going to tell my John Merrill story. But um, but the reason that we're talking about John Merrill is because at, in early November, uh, the Alabama Democratic Party and the Alabama Republican Party will have to turn in to mm. the Secretary of State the candidates who have qualified. And the Secretary of State then certifies them if everything's in order. So they need to be turned, I don't know if it's a signature or what, but they need to be provided by the chair of the party. They need to be certified by the chair of the party. And if we don't have a chair, Mm -hmm. there is a risk 
about what will happen to our Democratic candidates, all Democratic candidates um, in the state. And isn't that just in a few weeks, the qualifying? Well, it starts in a few weeks. Starts in a few weeks, weeks. Mm -hmm. ends in early November. So that I I see that as the deadline. We really have to get this resolved by then. Now, maybe there's some sort of interim resolution that could happen. Um, I would love if the DNC would put into place a trustee who would take over the party for a couple months and um, be responsible for getting the Facebook password, the Twitter password, the bank account numbers, et cetera. Because it just does not sound like a lot of fun to me to have to take Nancy Worley's keys from her, assuming I win this election. And God knows how much shredding will happen. you Let's know. do that thing really quick because maybe they have by the time this airs. So, yeah, so it turns out they did that and they uh, announced that in the interim position it would be. Right, and that's where I'll put your name that's in. That's excellent. Uh, I'm super very excited, excited that, that. Yeah. I'm so happy. He's going to, mm-hmm. yeah. Super excited yeah. that that person is going to do some of that painful, painful work. But glad to have her as the leader. Yeah. Her or him or. Yeah, because now we know it's. Right, there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> Tabitha, I adore you. I think you are just such an extraordinary woman. I really do. I look up to you. I think you have been, you just, I I admire your gumption. I admire your vision. I admire your hope um, and your commitment. And, um, you know, I just, I'm getting chill bumps. And I think that however you continue to commit yourself to public service, it's only going to be a win for us here in Alabama. And, uh, I'm just so grateful you came onto the show to talk with us. Thank you. Very excited. Yeah, for real. You got us to actually do an episode. (laughs) We haven't... (laughs) We a hadn't done one in a episode. special episode. You're on break. Literally, you, you got to take episode. some breaks. Well, I'm told. Yeah, it's yeah. the truth. I, I also want to say, naive bravery is what I recommend <laughs> to everyone under the sun. Naive bravery is how I get I through a day. Blind hope. Yeah, <laughs> blind hope. Also solid, <laughs> solid. Mm-hmm. You're naive. People are like, you seem hope. kind of naive, and I'm like, I'm not, but it is a strategy. <laughs> For getting through a day. That's the title of the show, Naive Bravery. <laughs> Bravery. <laughs> yeah, so when people are like, I can't believe that you do this when you're so clearly doomed to losing. Hmm. I'm like, oh. <sighs> See, they don't have the blind hope. Right, Naive Bravery, right here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys laugh it up, I'll be in the corner crying. Thank so, you, too many people in the thank corners. Thank you, Tabitha, so much. I really do appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Will. Can I suggest one more Nancy Worley quote? Yes, please. (laughs) Please. Okay, only because I believe that humor is the best medicine. Oh, yeah, it's way better to laugh than cry. Yeah, and like we should all just laugh about this and move right along to getting things done. But every now and then take a moment to laugh. So uh, I also really enjoy that she said, uh, I have done everything within my power to make this work. And if you think you can do it better, come to Montgomery, Alabama and sit down in my chair and I will put you to work. To which which I respond, okay. (laughs) You should do some. There you have it. Get out of the chair. Get out of the chair. She said it. She said she'd be there. If uh, if you don't get elected, you should get a job (laughs) reading audiobooks. I think you'd be good at it. I do love a good impression. There you go. Great stuff. We'll be back with season two in October-ish, or maybe November or December. But it will not be November or okay, December. October-ish. <laughs> it will be October. <laughs>
I'm so grateful for our listeners. We've got a lot of response. Really great first season. So I'm excited about what the second season will bring. Oh, yeah. It'll be controversy and fun. Mostly controversy, though. (laughs) Everything in between. (laughs) 